Welcome on in to the Wasatch Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, CJ Dieters. The second round is just about to start to start up. There's one first round series still going. But I wanted to take a, an opportunity or take the opportunity to talk about these teams that got beaten out in the first round and what is the future for these teams. For some teams it'll be, you know. We're just going to run it back, and hopefully we have a better result next year. For some teams, it's going to be we're a young team that's growing, and we see dad, you know, veteran pieces or just get more experience or whatever it is, we'll be fine. And then for other teams, it's, it might be a complete teardown to start getting themselves back to being title contenders, not just a team that makes it into the playoffs. So tomorrow night, which is Sunday, the Clippers and the Mavericks will go against each other. That will be game seven of their series. Whoever wins that game will go up against the Jazz on the following Tuesday um, for to start the second round. <clears throat> However, tonight, the Bucks and the Nets will be playing against each other, and that will be the first game of the second round. The Bucks dealt with the... Uh, the Miami Heat very quickly and the Nets it took five games but uh, took care of the Celtics so we'll start with those two teams so first off the Miami Heat you know last year in the bubble they got on a run they had this this great chemistry to them and they made it all the way to the NBA Finals now they got beat pretty quickly by the Lakers but there was a lot of people that were feeling like they were one of the top teams in the East. Now, I personally did not feel that way. I I felt that they were still, like, in the middle. They just caught fire at the right time in the playoffs last year. Um, so what they're dealing with right now, you have Jimmy Butler, who will be on the third year of his maximum contract. He had a slow start to this season by the time he, they got to the end of the year was putting up the similar numbers to what he was the year before but he you know he's getting older um, he's not the same defensive menace that he was before um, so they gotta start looking for another star to put with him and Bam Adebayo now because if they wait um, you know Jimmy Butler's gonna be completely out of his prime and they're gonna be trying to build the team around Bam at that point. Um, Bam Adebayo signed a, a max contract extension um, this last summer, so he'll be starting a five-year contract um, this next upcoming season, so he's going to be highly paid. You have guys like Gor- a guy like Goran Dragic who signed a one-plus-one this last year with a team option on it. I imagine that they'll decline the team option and then either sign him to a new deal or you know just let him go or use him in a sign and trade something like that this is a team I don't think they need a full-on tear down but they do need to figure out what's what's next what's the the combination around Butler and Adebayo that is going to take them from being a first round exit team to you know, being a contender, being a team that can be in the Eastern Conference Finals, you know, year after year. 
Um, I think a Bradley Beal type trade could be interesting for them. Um, maybe signing a guy like DeMarc Rosen, uh, trading for a guy like Kyle Lowry could make sense. The one thing that they, they have, or they have a couple things going against them now, um, uh, where they, they wouldn't have had those same issues had they made a big trade like this, um, before this, this season started or at the trade deadline. So first off, Duncan Robinson, who's a very valuable player, you know, six foot eight, can knock down threes like crazy. You know, that type of player is extremely valuable in the league right now. You get, you see guys like Boyan Bogdanovich, Davis Bertans, um, getting paid and Joe Harris getting paid very well to come out there and be three point shooters. And Duncan Robinson is a free agent this year, so he's going to get paid. Um, now, how much is he going to get paid? We don't know yet, but it's going to be a lot more than the minimum contract that he was on this year. You know, that minimum contract, he he really could have been part of any type of trade uh, this during this season and during the offseason last year. But going on into this one, if he's put into like a signing trade or something like that, you have to factor in that large increase in salary for him. The other part of this is uh, Tyler Hero. Throughout last offseason, the, the Heat were, were acting like Tyler Hero was the future of the Heat and he was untradeable and, you know, no price was high enough to get the guy. Well, now... You know, he's gotten his second year under his belt, and he's shown that while he is a pretty decent scorer, he's not the type of guy that you're going to... He's not Jimmy Butler. He's going to... He's better suited as, like, a six-man type, um, you know, instant offense off the bench type guy like a Jordan Clarkson or um, Jamal Crawford, that type of player, Terrence Ross. Um... And so you've lost trade value there. So they have shrinking amount of, of cap space with Adebayo going on his new deal. And Robinson and Hero are a lot harder to trade now. Um, they could still figure something out. But I would expect a, a pretty big trade from the Heat this offseason. I think with their a lot of their players getting older... They're not going to be just standing pat and, and uh, keeping the team the same. The Celtics, um, I brought this up on the last Jazz Talk podcast. Uh, Danny Ainge has stepped down as the um, president of player operations. And Brad Stevens, our head coach, is going to step into that role. And he's going to be handling the front office. Um so they need a new head coach. Um, Terry Stotts just got uh, let go by the by the Blazers. I think he could be in a great fit there. Uh, guys like Dave Yeager and um, I just forgot his name. Um, Igor Kokoshkov. That's right. Um, was an assistant for the Jazz for a long time. 
Um, the Suns gave him the head coaching job for one season and then let him go. He could be a candidate there. Um, I know guys like Chauncey Billups and Jason Kidd, former players, are trying to get head coaching jobs this year. Um, but they've got to make a, a, a decision there, and they got to hire a coach. Next, they, they have the good foundation with two star wing players in Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Now they've got to figure out how to build around those guys and to maximize what they have. Um, they struggled this entire season with the center position. They signed Tristan Thompson in the offseason. He did okay for them. Daniel Tice was probably their best center, but they decided to trade him away. Um, and uh, let's see, Robert Williams shows flashes, but he's you know he's been showing flashes for the last three seasons. Still doesn't look like a guy that you can put out there for 30 minutes a game and expect to have a good result. So they got to figure out their center position. They got to figure out if they want to keep moving forward with Kemba Walker as their point guard because they're paying him a lot of money, and if he's nearing the you know the end of his prime and not the guy that can maximize what Tatum and Brown can do, then you got to find somebody else there. Um, they're not going to have any cap spaces going into this offseason, so anything that they do with adding players is going to have to come through trades, um, the draft, player ex- uh, exceptions, um, but they're not going to be able to you know, go out and sign like Montrezl Harrell or Rashawn Holmes to a big old contract. Um, yeah, so, all right, so we'll transition, we'll stay in the East, but we'll move over to the New York Knicks. Now, the Knicks this last year hired Tom Thibodeau as their head coach. They had missed the playoffs for, I think, the last eight seasons, and were able to get into the playoffs this year and win their first playoff game since 2012. Um, But it was kind of a disappointing series. They they lost in five games. Um, And the Hawks are a good team, but they're not a great team. So the Knicks should have at least put up a better fight than they did. Julius Randle really struggled in this this series. But um, this is a team that does have a bright future if they do things correctly. You got guys... You know, Julius Randle, I think he's going to be 27 this next year, so he's going to be heading right on into his prime. But then you got guys like R.J. Barrett and Mitchell Robinson who are in their very early 20s that look to be pieces to build around. At least R.J. Barrett does. Uh, Mitchell Robinson, a lot like Robert Williams, where he shows these amazing flashes, but for the most part hasn't really shown that ability to be your every night starter type guy. Um, they have their all their draft picks going forward. They have um, a couple of the Mavericks draft picks going forward here. They are going to have quite a bit of cap space this offseason. Um, so there's guys like Kyle Lowry, DeMar DeRozan, um, Rashawn Holmes, uh, Kawhi Leonard, but I We'll, we'll get into Kawhi Leonard a little later. Um, 
so that they have they have options they have flexibility they have the ability to add to this team while not losing everything that they had in this team this year um So as far as what I see for them for the offseason, I would be trying to maintain what you have. So I'd like I'd be bringing Nerlens Noel back, possibly be bringing Alec Burks back, um, making a decision on a guy like Frank Nilakina, who's going to be a free agent. Um, decide whether you want to bring him back or not. Same with Alfred Payton, and then. Free agency would be the big one for me with the with the Knicks. Um, you know, I, I'm pretty sure they have their draft pick this year. Um, this is a pretty deep draft this year. It's not extremely talented after like the top five or six, but you can find a contributor in this draft. Um, but free agency is where I'd be looking to make an addition, um, and I'd be looking at the point guard position or like the small forward because um, this last year RJ Barrett played basically the small forward next to uh, Reggie Bullock you know Reggie Bullock's a really good player but you don't want to be having to play him as your starting shooting guard um, but having him in your rotation as a guy off the bench is very valuable so I'll be looking for them to add a wing and a point guard is probably their biggest priorities in the draft and through free agency. Um, the last team in the East that was eliminated was the Wizards. They were beaten in five games by the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. Now, this is a team that's kind of painted themselves into a corner. They have Bradley Beal, who is you know is a franchise cornerstone type guy. Um, and then they have a guy like uh, Russell Westbrook who they're paying a lot of money for for a guy that in the last you know five, six years of his career has shown that yeah you can put up stats but does it help you win and I don't think it does um, they'll be getting a guy like Thomas Bryant back from, from injury um, Robin Lopez looked really good for them this year, but he'll be a free agent, so they could bring him back if they'd like to. Uh, Daniel Gafford is a young player that showed some promise this year. Rui Hachimura showed a lot of growth this year as their starting power forward. Uh, and Denny Avdia was showing some promise before he got injured, uh, but he'll be back for the next season. So the big thing with this team is, is there a way to get rid of Russell Westbrook without having to add a bunch of draft picks for somebody to take him off uh, the books for you? Or can you actually build a team around Westbrook and Beal that can actually you know, win, can actually compete? I don't really think so. To be honest with you, I, I think probably their best course of action is to go through a rebuild you know, you have Rui Hachimura, you have Denny Avdia. Those are your your cornerstones, at least for now, for heading forward. I would trade Bradley Beal for the absolute most you could get for him. And you could get a lot for a guy like Bradley Beal. You can get a lot of first-round picks. 
and a couple of really good young players as well. And then if you can move Russell Westbrook, I would, but you may just have to, you know, let Russell be Russell and go out there and average a triple-double with all these young guys on the team until his contract runs out, basically. Um, that's what I'd be looking to do if I'm the Wizards. Their head coach, Scott Brooks, um, is at the end of his contract. There hasn't been uh, any news yet uh, whether they will bring him back or not. Um, now, he did you know, lead them to the playoffs this year, but he's been not a great coach for quite a few years and if I was Washington, I would I would want a new new start there. Um, again, Terry Stotts is available, um, and I think he, he Terry Stotts is one of the top ten coaches in the NBA. Um, yeah. So that with that, we'll move over to the Western Conference. So first off, the the Jazz played the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, the Jazz won that that. Uh, series in five games um, the Grizzlies took game one and then the Jazz won all four of the games after that in a row uh, Donovan Mitchell didn't play in game one the Jazz could not shoot in game one so this really should have ended up being a sweep that's not to say though that this Grizzlies team doesn't have promise and that they need to tear things down they're a very young team their star point guard is 21 years old um there's power forward of the future um, who still has a lot of, of figuring out to do with the game is 23, 22, 23, somewhere around there, I believe, Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, and then they have a lot of young physical players around those guys. You know, Dylan Brooks showed in these playoffs that he is a very physical defender and he can knock down shots, and he can be a second scoring option for a pretty good team. What they've got to figure out, though, is, you know, they... So first off, Justice Winslow, they they traded quite a bit to get him. Um, you know, they took on the contracts of both Dion Waiters and James Johnson just to, to pick up Justice Winslow. They ended up trading Johnson for Gorgie Zhang and they ended up having to buy out Gorgie Zhang out of the rest of his contract so they they gave up a lot to get this guy and he just has not been healthy and when he has been he hasn't been the player that they need him to be so if I'm the Grizzlies I'm probably turning down um, Justice Winslow's team option I'm just eating the loss you know I'm just you know you lost that trade it's okay, move forward. You have a lot of young talent still on that team that you can build around. Um, Kyle Anderson had a career season for them. Um, showed big improvements in his efficiency and his defense. Um, so this is a team that this offseason, they need to find a couple solid veterans to add to this group. Guys that can help the winning effort but aren't going to get in the way of the development of the younger players um, and they need to add three-point shooting they, this is a team that 
during the regular season did not put up a lot of threes at all. And when they did put them up, they didn't hit them at that high of a rate. Um, so they need to find some, some three-point shooting to add to this group and some solid veterans. And after that, I think that, you know, with just the growth that John Morant, Dylan Brooks, Brandon Clark, Jaron Jackson Jr. are all going to have, it's not hard to see this team getting to the second round of the playoffs next year. So next up is the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, the Lakers were the seventh seed when played the the uh, Phoenix Suns. They ended up losing that series in six games. Anthony Davis injured his groin and uh, basically missed uh, from the second quarter on in game two or game uh, five and played for about five minutes in game six before you know he just he couldn't do it like you you watched him he was very uncomfortable out there the whole time he was out there the Lakers should not have let him play um, but of course he'll be healthy for next season but still it's I don't understand why they let him on the court like that. So this is a team that still has two of the top probably 10, 15 players in the league right now in LeBron James and Anthony Davis. But they don't they don't have a good supporting cast for this group. You know, it's funny because I was listening to the radio yesterday and you know the Lakers added Montrez Harrell. And if you go back and listen to stuff from the offseason of my podcast, um, I was saying that that was not a good move, that Montrezl Harrell was not going to help them. They would have been a lot better off just holding on to JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard. Um, so Montrezl Harrell was not very good during the regular season. You know, he was okay, but he was a non-factor in the playoffs. They couldn't play him. They had to go to Andre Drummond and uh, Mark Gasol because they could not play Montrezl Harrell. Um, Andre Drummond is going to be a free agent, so I don't know what kind of contract it's going to take to bring him back, and if they really want to bring him back. Um, you know, Mark Gasol is going to be 36, I believe, and you know he's definitely slowed down a ton in the past few years. Um, can still be valuable to a team, but you need him to be like your third center. He, he can't be the guy you're relying on um, like they were in the playoffs. Um, you know, Wesley Matthews, They when they signed them, there was a bunch of people talking about how, you know, the league was unfair and it's unfair that the Lakers got Wesley Matthews too. They, they said the same thing when they picked up Andre Drummond in the buyout market too. And I, I thought Wesley Matthews is a good player, but he's not a difference maker. And I thought Danny Green was a better player than he was. And, you know, Danny Green showed it this year. He was in the starting lineup for the entire season with the 76ers. And Wes Matthews only got playing time in the playoffs because, um, you know, someone got hurt. Contavious um, Caldwell-Pope got hurt. Um, so this is a team that they've got to figure out what they're going to surround um, Anthony Davis and LeBron James with. Now, personally, I believe that 
you've got to move Anthony Davis to the center. I know he doesn't like playing the center, but that's where he's the most valuable. Um, I would play him at center, and then I would put shooters in every single other position. Um, so I'd be looking for a Davis Bertans type power forward. Um, I'd be looking for a, a, sh- a really good three-point shooting point guard. So Dennis Schroeder's a free agent. The Lakers offered him a big old extension. I wouldn't offer him anything in this offseason. I don't think he's worth it. I don't, I don't think he's a good fit with this group. I would find somebody that can give you that, you know, Seth Curry type player at the point guard position because LeBron James is going to handle the ball most of the time anyway. Um, so that's what they need to do. They, they don't have much money to work with uh, when it comes to free agency. Um, they can make a few trades, um, maybe involving a guy like Kyle Kuzma or Talon Horton Tucker. Um, but they've got to figure out a better way to surround LeBron James and Anthony Davis. So next up is the Portland Trailblazers. The Trailblazers lost to the Nuggets in a very hard-fought six-game series. Um, but the things that we've, you know, all been saying about the the Trailblazers throughout the entire year about what their downfall would be came out to be their downfall. Um, they're not good defensively, especially off the bench with Carmelo Anthony and Ennis Cantor. They're really bad off the bench with the, uh, on defense. Um, and there's nobody that can really take the pressure off of Damian Lillard. Now McCollum and Powell can hit some shots, but there's not that other guy that can just you can defer to and let Damian Lillard play off the ball. And you know, so they they've got a lot to figure out this offseason. They decided to let Terry Stotts go, so now they need a brand new coach. Um, part came out that. Damian Lillard wants either Jason Kidd or Chauncey Billups, which, I mean, I get that he wants a former, you know, point guard, former Hall of Famer point guard as his coach, but I would be looking more for somebody that has a track record of success. You know, Jason Kidd coached both the Nets and the Bucks, and was not good in either of those stops. Now that that's been a while. And he's been an assistant coach under Frank Vogel. Um, So maybe he's changed things up. He's learned a lot. But I still, I'd be looking for somebody that has a track record of success in this league. And that was Terry Stotts. Now maybe Terry Stotts was not really being listened to in the locker room anymore. um, Which can happen, you know. If a team is having the same level of success year after year after year. Um, but not pushing it all the way to the finals, you know, that it can, it can become routine and, you know, he can kind of lose the locker room that way. Now, maybe that's what happened, but as far as a new coach for that Blazers team, I'd be looking for somebody that has a track record of success that has, has shown the ability to lead a team to 
um, you know, deep into the playoffs. Um, so for this Blazers team, you know, Damian Lillard is on a huge contract. He's going to be on it for the next, I think, four or five years. So what I would be looking to do if I'm the GM is completely redo this team around Damian Lillard. I would try to find a trade for CJ McCollum. I'd probably work out a, a sign trade with Norman Powell. Or maybe you just bring him back and he can be the two guard after you trade away Pop, uh, McCollum. Um, I'd probably send out Robert Covington and Derek Jones Jr. Um, maybe Yusuf Nurkic, but you know, he also wouldn't be a bad option. Just keep around. But I, I wouldn't be shocked if this Trailblazers team comes back next year looking completely different. Um, you know, they've they've made it to the Western Conference Finals once, but other than that, they've had a bunch of second round exits. And you know, for a guy that's talented as Damian Lillard, he needs to get to the to the finals at least once in his career. So that's what I'd be looking um, to do if I was the Portland Trailblazers. So finally we get to the Mavericks and the Clippers. Now tomorrow we will know which team got beat out. Um, but the Mavericks, you know, we can go through them real quickly. They've they've got their future in Luka Doncic. He is amazing. Um, he's been absolutely dominant in this series. Um, they've got to figure out what to do with Kristaps Porzingis. Um, some nights he looks like that second star that they need. And he looks amazing. Other nights, he puts up seven points. Um, so you got to figure out what they're doing there, whether they need to trade him or just add another star to the group to where Chris Ups can be the third option. Um, but yeah, but they have options. They're still a pretty young team. They're very well coached by Rick Carlisle. They're run very well by Mark Cuban and Donnie Nelson. So next is the Clippers. If the Clippers get beat out in this first round, um, we could see some big changes. Kawhi Leonard is is going to be a free agent this summer. Now, I don't expect that he will leave, even if they do get beat in the first round. But if they lose tomorrow night, there's a chance. Um, now, I know he probably wouldn't want to leave California. But, you know, the Warriors could work out something in a sign trade involving, like, Andrew Wiggins and James Wiseman. Um, I'm sure the Lakers could figure something out. Like, he wouldn't go to the Kings. Um, now, there is a possibility he could go to New York, though. The Knicks have money. They have a young, talented roster with some promise. They're a great defensive team to where Kawhi could hop in there and help the defense out, but doesn't have to be the number one option on the defensive end. Um, <clears throat> but if if Kawhi decides to stay, just like with the Lakers, you have Kawhi, you have Paul George. <clears throat> Other than that, everything else can go. You got to figure out how to build around those two to maximize what they can do 
and to make up for their weaknesses. Um, You know, this Clippers team had a lot of times this year where they would get a pretty decent lead, and then they would just become stagnant, and the other team would get back in the game and sometimes beat them. They need that other offensive option to come in. Um, You know, somebody that when the other team has has Kawhi and Paul George um, slowed down, you know, you can defer to a guy like uh, Dennis Schroeder or DeMar DeRozan or um, maybe Kevin Love. Um, but that's what the Clippers need to be doing. Um, yeah, so again, tonight the Milwaukee Bucks will play the Brooklyn Nets in game one of round two. Um, and tomorrow night, the Dallas Mavericks and the Clippers will play Game 7 of the first round. Winner will play the Jazz on Tuesday. With that, I'm going to go ahead and end this episode. Thank you all so much for listening. Have a great day. Bye!